0: This episode is brought to you by Trunkline. Trunkline is the Angie's List with an oil field twist. Join Trunkline today. Impact Exploration Services made this possible for PBE Podcasts. Get your mud logging, geo-steering, and lab results that will make a positive impact on your bottom line. Bell Geospace supported PBE, made it possible to do our first show from Wichita Falls. And if you need gravity data that can see the deep-seated faults around your AOI, You need to call Bell Geospace today. Icon Science, the subsurface geoscience software that needs no introduction. Petrophysics Geophysics tied to the rock data for you to visualize the best parts of your reservoir. And last but certainly not least, TGS. TGS is one of the largest data providing companies in the world, especially in the oil and gas world. Stay tuned with the development of their Well Data Analytics web based platform. I personally use this platform to help me find projects and talk with investors about what we are looking at. Listen out for those shows with Assal and Andrew Stearns. Andrew Stearns talks about the DST database they have. Absolutely lights out. Check out this show we did at the Southwest Section AAPG in Wichita Falls with Heather Anderson. Three, two, one, let's go! Yes, I'm the host of the PVE Cup podcast, Troy Tittlemeyer. We're sitting at the 2023 Southwest Section AAPG event, celebrating 100 years with the North Texas Geologic Society, 1923. That's after World War One, before the Great Depression, and World War II is the Roaring Twenties. Kind of like what they say uh, these Twenties are. Are we? Are, is there a history repeating itself? Are we in the new Roaring Twenties? I don't know. It's Possibly. pretty exciting. It is pretty exciting around the energy world, I must admit. I must admit. Please, introduce yourself and a quick elevator pitch of what you do.
1: Oh, uh, my name is Heather Anderson. I am a professional geologist, and I have my own consultancy. Oh, nice! I consult with uh, oil and gas, green energy, minerals, and higher education clients, and do a little bit of. I do technical geoscience. I also do project management and strategic planning. And, wow! Um, I actually also do a little bit of career coaching and um, right seminars for students to help them get ready for that jump from being a student to a professional.
0: Man, that's so important. We always talk about it, but you're living it.
1: Trying to. I'm
0: trying to. Right <laughs> on. How does your background go? Where are you from?
1: Originally from Clyde, Texas.
0: Clyde, more, Texas.
1: More cows than people. Oh um, no. Small town outside of Abilene.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, which and way from Abilene?
1: East. Just east on of I Right on I-20.
0: I drive through Clyde getting to Abilene?
1: Yes, you do. I just missed it so many times. You might blink. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Windmills. There's a lot of windmills. There's starting to be a lot of windmills out there. Probably the first windmills you hit before you get to the big, big windmill farm out in Roscoe in that area. Okay.
0: So. Wow. Right, Anyways, on. Uh, right on.
1: Went to Texas Tech for my undergrad and master's. Oh, okay.
0: Both in geology?
1: Both in geology. Look at that. Uh, Red Raiders. Yeah, guns up. Guns How up. does it go? Is it hey, this one? there you go. Guns there up. There you go. Uh, speaking of uh, Red Raiders in 1923, it is the 100th anniversary of Texas Tech University this no year kidding. as well. So a um, wow. lot going out on in the Red Raider world.
0: You got to uh, take plenty of classes with Mr. Asquith over there.
1: I did. Right on. George was on my committee.
0: Right on. As a
1: master's student. So yeah, I really lucked out with George. What did you do your thesis on? I did my thesis on uh, hard rocks in Norway.
0: (laughs) Nice. Right on. When you say hard rocks, are you talking about the serpentinites and talcs of Norway? uh,
1: granites. 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 Okay. Granites. Yeah. So I... I got out of school. I was an intern in 2008. It was $140 barrel Holy oil, smokes, right? That's right, that's um, right? Got out of school in 2009, went and worked for ExxonMobil.
0: Wow. So, How um, exciting.
1: But I, part of the reason why I tell that is that. It was good back then. And companies were hiring like crazy. Exxon hired like 120 new hires that year. But I feel like ever since that time, there's just been increased volatility. Yeah. And, you know, it's a challenge to get into the job force these days. And the robust training courses and onboarding sessions that companies used to have have gone by the wayside. So that's kind of where my support of higher ed has come from and and you know doing workshops with student groups and whatnot because I just feel like if I can kind of I have an appreciation for how lucky I had it <laughs> if I can uh, kind of pay that forward then yeah. I'm going to be able to do that so what
0: a what a great experience you got to do like you got to experience like the that whole process at at the height of kind of like yeah. how it's supposed to be if if you're really investing in that next generation you're really investing in bringing in new hires and finding the next greats that are going to help carry that company for years and years to come and then bang the crash and how challenging it is now to, for HR or whoever makes those decisions. Like, no, we still need to invest a lot of time yeah. and a lot of resources in these. And they're like, no, we can't like, yeah. we're, we, we're not even giving them like styrofoam cups anymore to the employees <laughs> over here. You want to, yeah.
1: Yeah. You have to continue that. Um, You have to continue the operations and you've got to, you know, keep continuing to link that institutional knowledge to carry on business. And that's the the kind of the groundwork to innovating and, Mm -hmm. you know, new ways of doing things and new technology. And so, yeah, I think it's so important to try to support the next generation and and get people in when you can. You know, I mean, that. Yeah.
0: There's hiring booms and hiring, you know, flats and stuff. But yeah. I like it. You have a really good uh, approach. Like, you have a good understanding of the, like, what that is. You went through it. Yeah. I mean, that's. And that's a, a you know pretty rare deal. It sounded like 120 new hires that year. That's that's a lot. Sounds like a lot to me because it was
1: a lot, right?
0: Yeah. Now like it's maybe ten or yeah. something.
1: Yeah, maybe right? Wow. Yeah, maybe. Wow. Yeah. So that was that was definitely an interesting time to yeah. join Houston. Lots of new people, fresh people in Houston. Man. And um,
0: what was your first job? Like, what did you do?
1: Uh, so I joined a Gulf of Mexico exploration nice. group. Nice. Um, I worked the shelf, which was kind of unusual for Exxon um, while most of my peers worked deep water Gulf of Mexico. But Mm. I was kind of looking at gap opportunities where we, you know, we think there's opportunity around these salt flanks, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't really fit the Exxon, you know, model of, you know, it's got to be big to be economic for us. And so it was just kind of understanding What's out there? What could be out there? Wow. Could we make this work within our portfolio or not? not, not, um, not so it was kind con- of, they literally called it a gap opportunity. So that was kind of interesting yeah. um, to work, but worked a lot of Gulf of Mexico. So then worked uh, Gulf of Mexico, deep water production, worked in the swamps of Louisiana. Jeez.
0: <laughs> and how long were you there?
1: Uh, so I was at Exxon for 10 years. Okay. I was at Exxon proper for eight and then i did two years at xto oh
0: the unconventional yeah, arm
1: yeah the unconventional
0: dang so <laughs> did so your last two years there you came to the permian
1: actually i my two areas that i worked were eagleford Nice. And uh Barnett, actually. Oh, whoa, right here. Yeah, right oh. here. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right on. Yeah.
1: So I was I drilled in Eagleford and then in Barnett we were looking at refracts, actually. Ooh. So we you know we didn't have a rig or anything, but we're looking at You were doing recompletions
0: mm-hmm. in the in the shales. Yeah. What's the big difference between an unconventional and a conventional?
1: <sighs> Unconventionals, you you know, you're you're looking at the lateral, you're exploiting, you know, very high uh, or excuse me, very low porosity rocks um, to exploit just the tiny little bit of oil and gas that's in there. You know, unconventionals, typically your source is essentially your your reservoir, your trap, your yeah. your your seal, all in contained in one uh, interval. Whereas your conventionals, you've got to have all those different play elements. You've got to have source. You've got to have migration to a trap. You've got to have a seal. You've got to have migration pathways. So um, you know, the conventional world, there's uh, a few more things that need to kind of come together <laughs> mm-hmm. to be able to to exploit the hydrocarbons. Right. So. For it
0: to be successful and commercial Yeah. and horizontals, it's like, it's there. We know we're going to get something from it. Is it going to be a little bit of gas and a little bit of oil? Or is it going to be a lot of gas and a lot of oil? You know, how's that going to go? Yeah. Interesting. What happened after XTO?
1: So after XTO, I did uh, about a year and a half at Kali Gillespie and Associates. So Kali uh, Gillespie is like a Netherland and Sewell or a DeGoyer-McNaughton. So reserves auditing ah. firm. So, uh, you know, kind of specialty. I So when I was at ExxonMobil, I was actually in the Global Reserves Group and did reserves reporting Whoa. for Exxon. So right uh, I kind of had that skill set. So from... Uh, XTO, I, so XTO office in Fort Worth closed, and s- decided to stay in Fort Worth ah. instead of going to Houston. Back, back to Houston. So, Didn't like
0: the humidity. So, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hard
1: to breathe sometimes, right? <laughs> oh yeah, hard to breathe. Yeah. Uh, it is. So left Exxon, went to colleague Gillespie. Was there for about a year and a half, and then decided actually that i wanted to get my mba um Whoa. i was interested in the business i've got right. some broad interests and wanted to do my own consulting and so i had you know consulted with them for about a year and a half and left them and then have done my own oh, thing right since on. then and i have gotten my mba at smu since then as well
0: son of a gun wow yeah so. very accomplished with uh, your scholastic wow adventure <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, every day is a school day. That's a motto of mine. Right right? <laughs> you don't have to be in formal school. You yeah. can learn something You're and learning you do something. learn something every day. So yeah, I
0: like that attitude. So yeah. And I, now what are you doing now?
1: So yeah, I, I consult, I, I work with higher education clients, minerals clients. Um, I've done everything from symposium organizing to stewarding research projects to helping a hydrogen company get off the ground. So a show database, um, uh, you know, a a broad, a broad mix, if you will. So, what
0: uh, what softwares do you typically use in your day-to-day on a project like yeah. what you're working on now?
1: Yeah, so, I you know, Petra, of course, okay. or Kingdom, uh, ArcGIS, I've had an Arc license for quite some time. Nice. And then, you know, if a company has Geographics or, you know, whatever, then I'll certainly use You'll what, use what they use. Yeah, exactly. Right. But if I'm writing a business plan or something like that, I don't need a geologic software no. per se. I just need the knowledge to translate the the science into the business using so. like spreadsheets or using <laughs> yeah more, like... yeah really fancy yeah i mean yeah <laughs> you know you just you got to collate all the data and yeah t- kind of type it up right just kind of suck it up and type it up so right
0: well um, when we were standing over there a minute ago you talked about women in energy or something
1: yeah what's
0: going on yeah.
1: here? yeah so aapg has a special interest group that's the women's network it used to be called prowess um oh, nice. AAPG Prowess. Um now it's now it's just AAPB AAPG Women's Network. Okay. And so we have our executive committee at the greater, you know, executive AAPG level, but then they've started having regional representation for um for the WIN group. And so cool. I am the Southwest section win rep. And, yeah, I'm just here at the Southwest Section meeting trying to make sure that everybody knows about this available resource. Um, It is for men and women to support women and underrepresented groups within the geosciences and within AAPG. And it's free to join. If you are an AAPG member, you can get on our, our webpage and join in the special interest group. Cool. and we we do webinars we do we try to do those kind of quarterly ish i'll say those can be technical those can be professional development right you know on. a lot of different kind of topics that we all try to hit wind. on
0: all around wind wind farms wind <laughs> meals?
1: <laughs> women's networking
0: oh <laughs> i thought you were saying it was like wind energy wind
1: win women's networking
0: win w
1: n got yes. it yes
0: that was going right over my head. I'm like, huh, women in energy and specifically in wind, I guess. <laughs> now I got it.
1: DPA, Divisional of Professional Field Affairs, they might have some wind. <laughs> wind. Right. But yeah, women's networking. So okay. um, anyways, right yeah, we, we do. We have different webinar events. We uh, have different networking opportunities and and short courses and whatnot at yeah. like the um oh image and used to be the annual conference for right. APG right. and it some used of to be that called ace. yeah now it's image yeah ace and ice all of that right right
0: yeah now Back it's image so now it's image okay so. we
1: also i just to plug we yeah. also have a women's uh networking mentorship program and so um People can join. They can be a mentee or a mentor. Nice. And you could even be both if you wanted to, you know, be a mentee and a mentor. But it's great for students. It's great for young professionals. It's, again, you don't have to be a woman to participate. Yeah. Um. And we are in our 2023 cycle right now. And so coming up this summer, we'll be just dis- sending out some information about the 2024 cycle. Hmm it'll start off in the fall and we've got a kind of a registration system. I don't want to call it an application system because you don't have to apply per se, but a registration system and you can get registered and you can share about, Hey, I want to be a mentor and this is how I could potentially help or Hey, I'd like to be a mentee and this is how, you know, these are some of the things that I would like to get some help with. And we try our very best to, to be intentional in our matches and, and just help promote success in the geosciences.
0: Right on. That's cool. Women Network. Women's women's Network. Network. Women's Network. Um,
1: Not to be confused with Wind Network. Wind Network, Network, right. (laughs) Uh,
0: So these these students and young professionals can reach out and become part part of this group that has folks like you with this kind of experience and this specific network that you have and then you guys all get like messages from them you're you're constantly getting information from so that. We
1: have a uh, we have a, a program that we use, Kronos program that will you know facilitate the technological pairing of you and your mentor. You've got Son messaging in that. You can set up meetings. It's not required, right? You don't have to use that system. Yeah. You can just you know organically set up meetings with your uh, mentee or mentor and and help in whatever way you can. I am yeah. paired with. A student in Malaysia right now in Whoa. Kuala Lumpur, which is challenging. I'm, you know, I'm gonna be totally straightforward. I mean, man, we're on literally opposite sides of the world, and so it can be challenging to get connected. Yeah. But um, there are students and young professionals all over that need maybe just a little bit of encouragement, just a bit. or That's it. you know, need a safe place to ask a question. And this is a great opportunity for that.
0: Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Thank you for your contributions (laughs) to the next generation.
1: Can I make one more plug? Yeah.
0: Heck yeah. Of course.
1: (laughs) I also want to plug the AAPG Foundation. Well, two. Can I make two? Yes. Here we go. Uh, AAPG Foundation, trustee associates. Okay. um, They are stewards of the AAPG Foundation and um, you can, you make a financial donation to kind of join that group. Um, But you help, you know, steward and help run the foundation arm of AAPG, which is the charitable arm. Okay. So I just want to throw that out there because there are uh, trustee associates and that's the the foundation side and the um, giving back side of AAPG is really important. And then within that, um, within the AAPG Foundation, there's also a scholarship. That's the Military Veterans Scholarship Program. And um, it gives scholarships to undergraduate military veterans. Right and, on. Um, I, that application is coming up on May 15th is the deadline the for this The deadline year. to
0: submit? To
1: submit. Oh, shoot. So, we got to this out. The, the twist is it's open to military veterans, but it's also open to their dependents. So really? the child of a service member really? or the wife or the husband of a service really? member is also right eligible. On. So it's actually a very broad... Um, a very broad program that right it's, on. and it's not an insignificant amount of money that can really Great. make a difference in a military Dang member's
0: it. Life. That's awesome, Heather. That's
1: my last plug.
0: All right. Right on. <laughs> right on. Well, the, uh, the last thing that we can go over is our sponsors. You, you know, impact exploration services, Yes. mud yes. logging, geo steering, they have laboratory Everything services. They can do diamondoids
1: interesting right you can
0: find out what kind of diamondoids you have in your oil
1: okay so, uh,
0: they do it all they do it all it's a rocky Vial process xrf xrd a bunch of stuff they're a great sponsor Bell space with gravity have you I seen like their it. ftg
1: deep. i have not man that gravity sounds data like is. i need to
0: gravity data is uh it's really really wild really wild stuff they're seeing these deep features you know like yeah because it's good at we seeing looked at gravity
1: base. in in uh, barnett Right? Man, that if you was... did
0: whatever gravity you looked at versus the gravity that this FTG thing comes out with, wow, it's just <laughs> such an interesting, um, I don't know, it has these edge effects to the features that are just, seems like you're lo- you're really looking at the geology. Real deal. Yeah, yeah. The other one, Trunkline. Trunkline's really cool. Trunkline is, uh, it's kind of like the Angie's List for the oil field.
1: Oh, I like it.
0: Right? It's a good analogy. Angie's List yeah. with a twist. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but that's kind of a thing. And they it's all over the country, mostly United States. And uh, you just go into an area and you say, "I'm looking for someone who works on tank batteries. I'm that's looking nice. for workover crews, whatever it is." Trunkline has this huge repository of services. One stop shop. Yeah, I mean it's not everything, but I use it all the time as through my operating company. I'm looking for this, and I know you don't do it, but I'm looking for. And they're like, "Oh yeah, my buddy does it, right?" It's a cool. way to plug into that network that's there, find the people that are doing the right work that are actively working. And, and you can put your uh, projects online. So you show your before and afters, of, like what you do. Oh. So it's a really cool website. And then Icon Science, I know you know Icon. Oh
1: yeah, of course, of You know, course. Of course
0: you know Icon. <laughs> Icon speaks for itself. Really cool software company. And the last thing I wanna do is to stay positive, right? Hey! Everything we do in this life, we gotta be positive about it. and And you can't have too much positivity in the world. So I'm going to just randomly stop when you tell me to stop, Mm -hmm. and then we'll see if it speaks to you. Stop. Oh, yeah. Got it. Right when you said it, I was right on top of that. We can take our mess and make it our own message. We can transform our tests into our testimony, and our pain can become our purpose to create a better future.
1: Wow. (laughs) That's deep.
0: It is, man. This book is deep. (laughs) Life is deep. You know what I mean? There you go. We get through it. Is that right. anything ring a bell in there? You, right. you like it?
1: I I like it. Um, I like it. I'm actually headed to church this evening, and so there's right a little.
0: <laughs> there's a little of that in there. <laughs> Make
1: your mess your message, and and yeah, you know, stay positive and. And uh, be a good, you know, be an advocate. Right. Yeah. That's kind of probably what this all goes back to. Right. Right? Be an advocate, Uh, be an advocate for others, be an advocate for projects, for, you know, people, especially. And sometimes you have to be an advocate for yourself, too. You know, I kind of had to learn that the hard way at one point in my career. And you've got to you've got to be be able to kind of speak up in a tactful way for yourself, but wow. certainly most certainly for others. So yeah. Right
0: on. Yeah. That's really speaking to me. Uh, let go. It says focus on the things that have, uh, that you have the power to change and let go of the things that are beyond your control. You'll be amazed that when you stop trying to control everything, it all somehow works out. Surrender is the answer. That's interesting, huh, I that like last it. one?
1: It's hard to do sometimes, right? Oh, man.
0: It feels like it's impossible to do. But, I mean, I guess you don't know if that's the right thing or the wrong thing until it's that time has passed. And then you look back and you're like, man, I should have been holding a little looser yeah. on that or I should have been holding a little tighter on that. But for me, you know, whether, whether it's thinking about the past or thinking about the future, you know, you, what you've said to me today was be, be in the moment, be, pay attention to what's going on and make sure that you're being an advocate for yourself. You're being an advocate for the people around you, right? That's how we need to be. We need to be present. We yeah. need to be thinking. We need to be active listeners and we need to be passionate about what we're doing, rooting for each other. Certainly. Well, I'm yeah. certainly rooting rooting for you, Heather right. Anderson. <laughs>
1: well, thank you. You thanks as for, well. Thanks, thanks for
0: sharing time with us Yeah, today. thanks
1: for being an advocate and, you know, for coming to events like this and highlighting yeah. all the positive things going on.
0: Right on. Thank you.
1: All right. Cheers. Cheers.
0: <laughs>